0: Hello everyone. I'm Nicola Wake and welcome to an NHS specialist pharmacy service podcast. This is an episode in our pharmacy technician coffee break conversations series. We had a webinar about pharmacy technicians and their role in primary care, which led to this series. I'm delighted to be joined today by Steph Edwards, who is a PCN Care Home Pharmacy Technician at Richmondshire PCN, which is up near me in the north of England. And we're going to chat today about pharmacy technicians in care homes. Steph, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Let's kick off with the the simple question. Tell, Tell me and the listeners a little bit about yourself and your career to date. Okay, so I got into dispensing. It's a bit of a weird
1: way. I was a veterinary dispenser. And then after really that, I started doing a bit of uh, what they call multi-skilling in community pharmacy and realised there's quite a lot of progression here. So I spent five years in community pharmacy working my way up from counter assistant to pharmacy technician
0: and here I am. <laughs> Oh, fantastic! You're absolutely right about the the veterinary. It just shows you the many different ways that you can come into uh, up to the pharmacy technician career. So, here you are now as a care home um, pharmacy technician. Could you um, tell us a little bit about what you do? What makes it special? How how this works? What what what's the fun bit of your day to day work? So
1: we cover. We're a brand new team. And we cover seven care homes across the PCN. One of our main sort of priorities is meds optimization. So we're looking at setting up proxy ordering and SMRs. So part of my main bulk of my role is to do a a technician medication review, so technical medication review, which Mm -hmm. the pharmacist on my team then takes to a clinical review. And in the process, we're tidying up those repeat slips because the biggest issues in care homes is ordering the medications. So we're tidying up those repeat slips. We're syncing everything in together and solving those cycle switchover issues that occur.
0: Ah, now I might be the, I might not be alone with the listeners or maybe our listeners are up to date, but can you just yes. explain to me what proxy ordering yeah. is?
1: So basically it allows the care home staff or nominated staff within the care home to order the monthly cycle. So the monthly prescriptions through an online system, either used through System 1 or EMIS, depending whichever the surgery is using. It also means they've got an audit trail of everything they've ordered. And the surgery has got an audit trail of everything being ordered. So it tightens everything up with bits of of paper, repeat slips flying around everywhere.
0: Uh yes, I can see how that would be really useful and and a really great role for pharmacy technicians within that. You've said obviously about care homes that the issue to them, what matters to them is the ordering of the medicines. Um what do you find matters to the 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 um patients and their relatives if you're um, working with them through structured medication reviews and that's the work?
1: Um, that they're on the right medications. A lot of relatives mm-hmm. are a bit worried that mum and dad are just taking all these tablets and they don't know what they're for, they don't know why there's so many. So we're looking at polypharmacy in that sense. So yeah. they're really appreciative that we're, we're tightening things up. And I think it's because, especially through COVID, because they've not had much contact with many healthcare professionals. I think just the, just the presence of us being in the care homes. It's just been a really, a really nice thing for everyone to know that their relatives have been looked after.
0: Yeah, no, that's that that's really true, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, just to explore a little bit more about the challenges of working through COVID. Um, I guess, actually, to go back a little bit, when did you start working in care homes, Steph? Was it before COVID? I mean, I'm interested in how you got into it.
1: Just just started February this year, so pretty new still.
0: <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, it so,
1: is a brand new a brand new team. It's never been done up here before.
0: That is very brand new, actually. So, I, so, so I can appreciate. We, I'm sure, we can understand following what we've all experienced through COVID. How the other patients and their relatives and the care home staff must be embracing you with open arms. Absolutely. Yeah. What. Why did you choose to come into care homes? What what moved you sort of oh well, you obviously started with the vet, moved to community. What what was exciting about what what was the call of the care home? I think
1: I was called Mod PCN initially because I wanted to do more clinical based work. And then I saw the one for the care home. And in community, you see all the problem side of it uh-huh. and the emergency supplies and things like that. And I just thought something um, has to be could surely can be done from the other side of this to try and stop these Friday night emergency dashes to the community um so yeah, that's what interested me,
0: yeah, and that's true system working, isn't it, thinking that actually it is about all of us is yeah, absolutely. You mentioned a team, and you're quite a new team. Can you expand a little bit for the listeners on uh, on on who, on, you know, what roles are there in the team, and how do you all work together?
1: So we've got an ANP, so advanced nurse practitioner. So her role is to look at the sort of more acute problems, so UTIs or wound management things like that. Then we've got pharmacist who I work closely alongside. So our focus is more on the chronic side of things, which is the SMR, like I mentioned. And um, we also have a physio um, she's based more in the frailty rather than the care home, because obviously care homes tend to have their own their own things in place anyway, um, but she just dip in and out as much as she can. And then we also have two care coordinators, one who's already with us and one that actually starts next week. Um, so they're looking at focusing on the emergency health care plans and uh, do not resuscitate pay,
0: um, forms and things like that. That sounds like a true multidisciplinary team. It really does. And yeah, and 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 a new one. No, that's that definitely sounds um uh, a great thing to be doing. Um, if I could push you a little bit, Steph, I'm interested. You say you're a new team and you've got these things. Have you and your pharmacist and the other members of the team got any um vision for where you'd like to go? Um, what's what's the next thing on the horizon for you?
1: The main focus at the moment is the SMRs. So we're trying mm. to get as many of these patients reviewed before the end of the financial year. I think we're currently on like 40 some percent, which in six months is pretty good going.
0: I would agree, absolutely. <laughs> Particularly for a new team.
1: Absolutely. Yes. We've obviously the aim of by doing the SMR, we're tidying up these the ordering issues. That's that's the the thought process going on behind it.
0: Yeah, no. And it's important to be doing what's needed at that stage as well. I mean, it's really great to see what new roles pharmacy technicians are doing, how you've moved from uh, how people are moving from different places, from community, from hospital to move into different roles in primary care. Steph, um. What do you think are the unique skills and knowledge that pharmacy technicians bring? Not just to your team and you, but to us as a a pharmacy profession. Um, What do you think you you bring?
1: I think based on the pharmacy technicians that I know, I think we're all quite nerdy. (laughs) And I think that means that we can really look at the technical side of these medications whereas the pharmacist is going to be more clinical looking at your bloods and your monitoring I think the pharm tech role is that real technical side of of, of how patients are managing medications and things like that so you've got those two factors coming in in the meeting in the middle and then that patient's getting the full the full all-around review
0: absolutely and and going back to what you were saying about what when I asked you about the call of the care home and you said it is the uh, it, it it was the wanting to to stop that call on a Friday night and, and to get that sorted. And yeah. I do think that uh, that pharmacy, the pharmacy technicians that I've worked with in my career are great problem solvers and want to really get things right, don't we? Yeah, Steph, this was a coffee break conversation. Um, it was just a brief chat as we, as we can imagine us being in, in the tea room. So, um, I just want to say a huge thank you, Steph, for, for joining us and, uh, and inspiring us around what can be done in care homes and, and where you can come from to do that. Also, just a quick thank you to, um, my colleague, Emma, who is recording this, um, podcast for us. Um. If listeners, if you'd like to hear more podcasts from Specialist Pharmacy Service, you can follow us on our SoundCloud platform, which is soundcloud.com forward slash NHS under slash SPS. And if you haven't done so already, register on our website, SPS.NHS.UK for regular updates about our events and resources. So on behalf of Emma, me and SPS and Steph, I'm going to say bye for
1: now.